When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, um, Steve Nash either mutually parted ways or was fired. The Nets went on a coaching search. They did their due diligence, and they are hiring Ime Odoka. We'll talk about that right now here on the show. Let's get into it. Boom. Guys, this is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash Glue Guys. A subsidiary, The New York Times. Brian. Michael. Michael. Um, wow. <laughs> that was fast. That, I, did you have whiplash? I got a little whiplash there. Whoa. Yeah. Um, nice. I am Miles Teller because I've got some whiplash. Nice. Nicely done. Um, famously crazy day crazy couple days mike even crazy <laughs> few days yeah um yeah we're absolutely going to talk about it. i mean we are recording this at 3 17 p.m all indications are that Ime Adoka is going to be hired as the next nets head coach hired imminently yeah uh, the nets did their due diligence due diligence was done my friend and he will be the next nets head coach we will talk about that on today's show just <laughs> as <intro>. a <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, let me just say yeah. Obviously, there's still some Kyrie stuff, and we went in on Kyrie on our Saturday show, yeah, our Shabbat episode of the Glue Guys. Nice. Shabbat Shalom to you, thank you. Um, Mazel Tov to you. There's there's still some fallout. You know, I think what you're seeing is you're seeing some more national writers actually watch the documentary. Yeah, I saw Mike Vaccaro from New York Post, who's not really a national writer, but a, a fairly big deal writer. He did a whole column where he actually watched it. I think. Shout out to Pablo Torre. Did a did a nice little bit on it. Yeah. And Pablo and I were in the DMs, and I was giving him some, some just like, hey, thank you for uh, kind of posting that. Because I do think it's important. Consp- we're not going to talk about Kyrie Irving in this episode. In the DMs. You're conspiring. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is the conspiracy. Yeah. Because Pablo Torre is an unknown Jewish <laughs> journalist. Yeah, that happens. Uh, um, so, you know, it's, a, it's funny, Brian. Okay. We picked up, like, there's a lot of chatter. So I tweeted out over the weekend like a Adolf Hitler quote that Kyrie had in his the documentary that he likes and like so our our mentions have been different different than usual I'll say that what happens when you yeah. quote Hitler usually <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. a certain bug particularly under Elon Musk that happens that sends yeah. a pipeline is created yeah I don't really we don't like that like we're not we're, that, that someone joked that, that we're the soy guys yeah, now yeah. I it's I not our brand well that, that is our brand but. The you know we like to talk it's about not, David Duke my, Jr. It's and not basketball. my brand. Okay, I'm not drinking soy. I got <laughs> fruit smoothies coming out of my ears, like like a true Chad, like a Giga Chad. <laughs> um, and so I had full intent to go on this episode. Sure, I was going to talk a little bit more about Kyrie because I think it is important. 
But I had full intent to be like, okay, let's talk about yeah. Utah Watanabe. Yeah. Let's, Utah was um, fantastic. Ascendant. Um, but Steve Nash gets fired. Something that I've been calling for for months, so I should be happy. Yeah, um, this is going to get complicated because people are going to say, like, I, I don't know where you're about to fall in the whole spectrum of things. Like, I have no idea, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But it is difficult to f- go back to back into <laughs> – but this is the nuts. This is the position that we've been put in here. I mean, we're just – we're – you know, we love – we love drama, um, a certain kind of drama that I don't think, you know, we are super comfortable talking about. Again, not to hem and haw about the whole thing, but like, you know, um, it Our uh, new podcast name is Hem and Haw. It's it's complicated because like we weren't particularly, I mean, not at all Steve Nash defenders at any point. So, you know, any of the like, I can already hear the accusations forming of like being, you know, cloud cover for Steve Nash or some standing Steve Nash in some way that just has never been the case here. So I just wanted to put that out. Like this is complicated in a couple of ways and it's a little bit because we don't like, we like the Steve Nash got fired. I think, (laughs) can I say that? Can I synthesize it? Yeah. 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 If this guy rethink didn't happen, if he did not tweet out an anti-Semitic documentary that quotes Hitler and talks about the supposed lies that Jewish people peddle on the world, like Holocaust and all that stuff, you know, I would be celebrating today. I would be out in the streets I would be taking off my shirt, twirling around don't, my head do like that. a helicopter. Oh, and Petey Pablo. And, and yeah, Petey Pablo. Shout out, yeah. Petey Pablo. Yeah. It was probably awesome. Anyways, the, I would have been very happy, right? And I am. I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'm not going to lie. I've been, I, I've been wanting Steve Nash to be gone for a while. He seems like a sweet man, great guy, but it's, he's it's, not a good basketball It's weird coach. to compartmentalize all these different feelings, right? Because like, I agree with you that it's like it's a net good, net benefit um, to separate ties with Steve Nash. The timing of it all is a little bit um, interesting. I'll, I'll call it interesting. So, but anyways, let's get into it. What do you think? What do you think of the big hire, Mike? Ime <laughs> Hitoka? Yeah. Okay. Here's the bold point that people need to realize. The Boston Celtics, a franchise known not to be like the most, um, they're cutthroat. They are the most cutthroat franchise in the NBA. Now, that was mostly under Danny Ainge, but that is who they were. Okay, for it's embedded in their franchise. What they did to Isaiah Thomas trading him to Cleveland, players didn't want to... And let's be, no, I'm saying, let's be honest, yeah. Brad Stevens is an acolyte of Danny Ainge. Okay, yeah, sweet baby face... And all. All right. He is baby a cut- Billy Brad Stevens. <laughs> he's he's a baby. Baby. Righteous gemstones. No, I did not. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mike, where do you find the time? Anyways. Um, when I work, my work hours. <laughs> Smart. When I watch. Yeah. Efficient. Um, the, the Celtics are the most cutthroat franchise in the NBA. They are one. They suspended Ime Adoka for a year coming off of a finals appearance. They suspended him for a year while it was known in the locker room the players loved him. Like yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have talked about how much Ime's coaching has meant to them. They suspended him for a year and are allowing him just to go to a contender. I guess we're still kind of contenders, the Brooklyn Nets, right? Tangential. Let's, let's squint at it and say yes. Yeah. Divisional rivals. Yeah, there you go. Right? Atlantic divisional historic <laughs> rivals. They're just going to let that happen. I want people to understand that doesn't happen, okay, is if if the thing that Adoka has been accused of, which we don't really know, the only thing that we know is through Woj's reporting and some of Shams's reporting, and I'll read that coming up in a sec, they don't do that unless if they're 100% convinced that they can never have that guy back in the building. Yeah. They can never have it back in the building. So what does that mean for the Nets? Well, <laughs> 
The Nets have decided decided to fire Steve Nash. I have a graphic behind me for the YouTube audience created by No Dunks, friend of the shows mm-hmm. or sh- friends of the show. There you go. Um, a fantastic graphic. Around twelve fifty, Steve Nash is fired. Around two ten, Emo Doko has basically been hired. Yeah. Right. The due diligence has been done. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated had said that they've been investigating the Nets have over mm-hmm. the past few days. And that if you go even further back, Stephen A. Smith, VSPN, had been saying that from the very beginning, he was saying the Nets want to hire Adoka. That's who they want to hire. They they've been wanting they've been wanting Steve Nash gone so that they can hire him. Okay. Um all that said, I highly doubt. I trust this organization to actually understand what happened in Boston. And I'm worried. Boston is famous. This is one of these cities in journalism that is famous. Patriots do it. The Red Sox do it. And the Celtics do it. When a guy leaves town, there is a story that absolutely buries that person's reputation. Terry Francona, the Red Sox manager, his reputation was absolutely buried. And and for people that don't know Terry Francona, he is like known as like one of the best dudes in baseball. That is what, but they get, there was a story that showed up like in the Boston Globe. We're going to get a story in, I would say, 48 hours to five days that will come out and we'll have the details that we're waiting to find out about Adoka. I don't know if this franchise is ready, the Nets, yeah. to to handle that. Like, you know, I, Mike, Mike, this is why you're yes. one of the best in the biz. I'm a soy guy. No, I'm sorry. I'm made I've, up of I've already processed soy. that and I love you for Beans. all of your soy. Um, but here's what people need to understand. It's. Mike is a newsman, okay, through and through, and he just understands how these things develop. And I think that that's like a really, um, it's a really deft take you just had, Mike, because it's it's mostly about like you know whatever the situation. Well, Jews is. control the media, and I'm Jewish. There you go. So I didn't. I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to. Um, yeah, you couldn't. I saw it in your eyes, <laughs> yeah. your, your um, dirty Irish yeah. eyes. Um, hey, I thought the Catholics and the Jews. I thought we had a thing. No? Oh, we we get we do. I, I don't know. I thought that was part. Of, I think I read that in the that book. That is part of yeah. it. Yeah, the Catholics <laughs> yeah. were. People don't talk about the Catholics were also we, we not the record of that documentary. <laughs> we, we just don't advocate for ourselves. We're like, yeah, I know, we suck, we suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, the Emilio Doku situation. Like, I, you know, there's there's a lot to say about it. Like, you know, to your point, a bunch of the information has been like conspicuously missing from the public record for a while. Um, so you know, I don't feel qualified to weigh in on that he obviously came from the nets franchise he was he was born of of our franchise and came through the ranks and so uh well the extent that he did as an assistant um and so there's obviously a level of um knowledge about him as a person i don't really care to weigh in on all that stuff he seems like a good coach there's like you know not to put cloud cover on this but is this franchise really right now in a position to withstand if that if that nefarious article does come down the pike as i suspect it will um are we in a position to to weather that storm yet another storm um it doesn't actually i i feel like we're just so beaten and battered anyways that it's like it doesn't really I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but like, I guess this is me like putting on my Nets fandom hat instead of like my like high-minded ethical hat. Like, you know, again, I don't pretend to know what happened there. There's a, there's a lot in the reports that, that needs to be said. Um, but just like, what is the, the franchise is just in such a weird spot and to insta hire a guy with, with, you know, at least a little bit of reputational baggage, we'll call it, uh, so quickly and with, <laughs> such little n- like it seems just like that that was a um a meteor that was headed for us one way or another so um 
Yeah, I guess yeah. this is all to say I don't have I haven't I don't haven't fully formed my opinion on this, but it is a little disconcerting. Let's call it that. I, I mean, the Sean Marks to do his press conference outside of the Four Seasons Total Landscaping place that Rudy yeah. Giuliani did. <laughs> <laughs> remember during the post-election yeah, he did it at the four seasons. Of course yeah. I remember. I mean, Sean, honestly, I, I would appreciate it if the Nets, I mean, Nets PR. That really, if not, you had come up with that joke sooner, that would have been my background. I would have I would have gone through the effort to <laughs> wrestle that Go dive up. in real quick. Yeah. I mean, that's really the Nets situation at this point. Again, to clarify, and this feels so sad to say this like this, but like, happy Steve Nash is fired. I think he is authentically not a good basketball coach. I think maybe the, the qualities that he brings to the team was that he um, sort of had like, you know, the very calm demeanor, positive, was a great clapper. Um, but 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 it was obvious that the players didn't respect him. I mean, there was, was reporting it, it was, that it, Kevin Durant wanted him gone. Yeah, it was a bad situation from the from the from the jump. I mean, I think, you know, again, without knowing a ton of the details, like the early issues with Kenny Atkinson presumably or because Kenny Atkinson had a little bit more balls than Steve and would push back on stuff that he thought was bad for the long-term relative health of the team or whatever. And Steve Nash was maybe brought in to be a bit of a, you know, a, a pillowcase, you know, he's just like a, or like he just was there to kind of get steamrolled by the more influential star players. It's, it's a way of doing things, but like the track record has been really bad to this point, right? It hasn't worked. So, you know, there's a, I, I'm not saying that that's strategically like the worst idea because maybe that's exactly what this team would have needed. We've seen it proven out pretty verifiably that that wasn't the case. So it makes sense to move on from that strategy. Um, uh, Aduku, yeah. baggage aside, is that, is a, it seems like a kind of guy that can manage that, you know? <laughs> but, there's, but that baggage is brought. It is brought. And we don't know what's inside the baggage. Yeah. It, it, we don't know if it's a, you know, it's not, has not yet gone through the x-ray machine. Right. You know, it, it, we're still waiting for boarding. Yeah. And did you, what, did you watch that inside? Netflix documentary about the, the young, the North, the North Irish woman, uh, who was just like sort of pretty easily persuaded into smuggling drugs from Peru into Ibiza and be- oh, Ibiza. <laughs> no, yeah. there's a whole documentary about that. It's, like a, it's a micro documentary, a three-parter, <laughs> three-part documentary about yeah. that one. I, I didn't make it. It's on Netflix, man. Um, Oh, it, yeah. Amazon Prime's hosting this documentary. <laughs> Why is no one talking about Bezos? Yeah. Uh, you the P, I just I promise you don't get baited. No one, Do not get baited. Guys, You're getting baited right get, now. The people in the mentions, there were so many mute buttons being thrown around. Oh, I, I, um, the block was the, the band hammer was coming out uh, a lot. Anyways, here the again, Ime, very good coach. Excellent coach. Did, but frankly, he only had one year of coaching, so I don't I actually don't want to go that crazy with it. Um but very good coach. The, but the, I want to trace this back to when Steve Nash was hired. Mm-hmm. No one wanted Steve Nash to be a head coach, okay, before he was hired. He was a consultant with the Warriors. No one even thought. It was it was looking like Steve Nash was going to go down media bro route, you know, kind of be like, I mean, honestly, his career would be better if he ended up trying to go like J.J. Reddick at a podcast, do some interviews. Your life would have been way better, right? He seemed to be a big family man living his life out in California and then helping out the Warriors whenever maybe they needed it or whenever he wanted it. The Nets made the choice for Steve Nash because of his relationship with Kevin Durant and his relationship with Sean Marks. That was an odd coaching hire, completely out of the blue. Apparently, I heard Sham say today that Nash was considering it for three weeks, like he was going back and forth, right? Which to me indicates that like, you know, if you propose to someone, and they take that long to say yes, 
don't get married to him. Okay. Right? So the same organization that made that flawed coaching hire is now hiring Ime. Now, Ime has a way better track record, was an assistant coach for a long time for many prominent teams. He coached Ben Simmons with the 76ers for a year. He obviously had an impact on Kyrie and KD. But if we believe Chris Mannix, the Nets have been doing their due diligence for a few days. There is no way in hail, Brian, Mm. Mm. that their due diligence has been done enough. There is no (laughs) way. So whatever Sean Marks says at 5 o'clock, because Brian and I debated, we're like, are we going to pot after what Sean Marks says or before? And we're both like, we have lives to live, right? Yeah. Um, There's nothing that he can say if they're going to announce that Ime is, in fact, the head coach that will fully satisfy any idea of credibility in the search. They wanted him, if we believe Stephen A. Smith again. The Nets have wanted Ime to be the coach. Yeah. I don't think they... And I say the Nets. I honestly think it's Joe Sy at this point. I don't think Sean Marks is running the show to the degree that he was... I think Joe Joe Sy is firmly deciding these things. What are you basing that on? That's crazy speculation, Mike. Because I don't think... At this point with what happened in the offseason with Kevin Durant... Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, the reporting was that he went to Nash and Mark's gone. I think Josiah is way more involved than before than what we believe. The, a person who hires Ime Udoka with the cloud around him. Again, it, a, was that a cumulonimbus? I don't know what kind of cloud it is. The, one, the storm cloud? The storm cloud. I think it's a, nim, a nimbi. Yeah. Uh, well, look at you. Well, that's the, you know. Yes. I don't know. That, no, I think cumulon- literally cumulonimbus is the only yeah. kind of cloud. <laughs> but I think it's the storm one. I think that's the yeah, stormy yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's the stormy, stormy Daniels. Yeah. It's stormy Daniels <laughs> nice. cloud. Um, ownership has to one be fully involved in that decision. If you're going to hire someone who has a cloud surrounding them, and in fact, with this type of ownership, what we've seen with Joe Sy is that he is very involved. He has conversations with Kevin Durant. He wants to have conversations with Kyrie Irving about anti-Semitism. And he doesn't get to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, he, or, or maybe he had them and they just didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do yeah. think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, I wonder when we're going to hear from Kyrie again, you know, because uh, no. he didn't talk don't, after. Don't worry. It'll, it'll happen soon, soon enough. I'm sure. Ugh. Um, God, he's still on the team. Um, so I think, I think you don't make this move as quickly as you do unless if it's, if Josiah is pretty heavily involved, at least I'll give it that much. I think he's very heavily involved with this decision. Okay. Regardless of what reporting comes out. You want to do a quick break and coming back, we'll do extra thoughts. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, coming back. How do you think the team is going to react to this? So we've talked about the controversy, the outside locker room buzz. You know, I, I, I do think the franchise has to guard itself for the eventual behind-the-scenes story from a Boston-based writer who is going to dig deep into the franchise because – you know, at this point, the Celtics employees will now be loose-lipped. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how do you think the team is going to react? Well, this is going to be a little conspir- conspiratorial for for you. Sorry, conspiratorial for you. Um, sure. And as is the theme of this team, anyway. So you know, here I go, diving in with you, boys. Um, Kying on, baby. Yeah. Um, I, there was some a little bit of you know bubbling, percolating in the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Um, about whether they were sandbagging Steve Nash uh, in the beginning of the season. Um, you know, obviously, there's a pretty direct line of thinking here. They wanted him fired, or at least Kevin Durant wanted him fired. And then the first five games of the season were dis- truly disgusting, right? Like, there was not all the way through disgusting, but, like, you know, the fourth quarter collapses um, were pretty... Y- remarkable in in the way that the consistency of those fourth quarter collapses and third quarter to a lesser extent but like there was just a um i i generally don't tend to engage in conspiratorial thinking but having watched that uh output i get it i see a little bit about what people are talking about um so i think the short-term returns on any new coach just truly anybody like you know Jacques Vaughn or whomever it's going to mean better basketball up front because that's sort of how it always goes, right? Lawrence Frank, you know, usurps um, Byron Scott and they go on a whatever 15, 10 game winning streak, whatever it was back then. This is old memes. These are 2004 memes. Um, yeah. Nate McMillan takes over for, um, gosh, what is it? Lloyd Pierce and yeah. the Hawks go, yeah, rampaging. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think that there's a pretty big vested interest in performing at a high level in the short term. And I think that that we'll see probably better basketball so that the, everyone kind of does the vindication arc of, you know, Steve Nash really was the problem. Um, and not to say that he wasn't a big part of the problem because he certainly was, but he's not all of the problem. Um, now does Ime Udoku have what it takes to truly like create a sort of like mafioso inside, like everyone's got tight lips in this organization and we can like, you know, keep Kyrie from tweeting dumb shit and, you know, have this all be a, a, you know, coalesce around everyone's got skeletons in the closet type situation. I, you know, it's possible. It's, you know, knowing how people work a little bit, you know, I, I think ultimately like this is going to sound really cynical. I think the short-term returns are going to be a vast improvement in basketball quality. 
what it does for the for the franchise long term uh remains to be seen it's a dicey dicey situation of course um and you know a lot of people and not to soy out on everybody so if you you guys are gonna you know sjw attack me you know here's the moment to do it a lot of people in discord you know a lot of female members of her discord um shout out you know really really not into this and uh i think that that's a you know that's something to take notice of that's you know like to to the same extent that everyone had has their issues with when everyone like when any anytime something like this kind of comes up it is helpful to hear you know people out and uh there is a instinctive you know this is sports right and there's an instinctive urge to just like steamroll and be like no this is going to be good everything's going to be good but you know it's i think it's important to take just a little bit of a snapshot take the temperature of the you know other people in the room who share in the fandom we want to make this a big collective holistic safe space you know soy out cringe i get it but um yeah that's that's part of that's part of what uh building a good community means um so to that extent i'm pretty you know, I'm pretty suspicious of the whole thing. Um, so yeah. it's it's a complicated situation because, again, like I said, if if your only vested interest in being a Nets fan is to stack dubs, then I think you're probably going to be happy. If part of your fandom means, you know, having a group of people with whom ethically you feel like you can root for, then you're going to have a bit more of a hard time. That's how it comes down. And I part of what's kind of shifted my change in caring about history, the history of people is Kyrie Irving. Because I remember before June 30th, 2019, you did a, you and I did a bunch of pods like cuz we were pretty adamant about like the Nets have a real shot at yeah. getting Kyrie and KD. Just like reading the tea leaves that we do. I, I would um, say we manifested it probably. I think I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I 100% we're the reason. Uh so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but we did have like very real debates of like would you rather have D'Angelo Russell versus Kyrie and we had those debates right and obviously then we saw Kyrie's first game as a net and we're like that was the dumbest thing that we talked about but the reason why we talked about D'Angelo Russell versus Kyrie had nothing to do with the play on the court really and it really just had to do with the fact that D'Angelo Russell while isn't known as like this like dynamic leader who's you know uh inspiring guys to go to Normandy and beat the beat the Nazis Oh, I didn't mean to make a Nazis thing. Uh, we're talking about Kyrie. One sec. Let me back up there. Just kidding. Um, Kyrie was like so destructive in Boston. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, I don't know if we want to bring that here to Brooklyn. Remember, this is the well, good vibes. We, we, 2019 we pretty uh, succinctly were just like, he's fine. He's good. We like him. <laughs> like, that, like for anyone that says that, like, no, no, pre I'm talking about pre uh, Kyrie yes, declaring pre declaring. That's, as, that's as, the as, moment. Our, Brian, our that's fan, the moment yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. I know our fan hats were on as soon as he declared. But yes. Yeah, as soon as he declared, we shifted. We said, well, we're not going to be against Kyrie Irving. And then we saw him play. And we're like, wow, he's amazing. And you watched an interview with, that he did with like Jason Tatum. a couple of people. Jason Tatum. And then you were like, wow, Jason Tatum. Seems, seemed like an ingrate in that, in that conversation. I'll tell yeah. you that. And Kyrie yeah. was like very interesting. And yeah. we're like, okay, we, we, we're shifting, right? Yeah. And then Kyrie posted a picture of him as a kid wearing a net shirt. And so we all kind of like backtracked off of our media point because then we got new information or new things happened. There was positive um, things that were happening on the courts so were like, oh, Kyrie's amazing, right? He's way better. And he is way better than D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell, his journey, like the, the Wolves would probably trade him right now yeah, if it's, there it's, was a good deal. Yeah. But our original take, but pre-anything, was like Kyrie is bad for a team. And that has been borne out to be true. Ime Adoka, we don't have enough information 
But here's what is in Woj's story today about the Nets' imminent hiring of Ime. Here's the last three paragraphs. The independent law firm Probe Into Adoka found that he used crude language in his dialogue with a female subordinate before the start of an improper workplace relationship with the woman, an element that significantly factored into the severity of his suspension. Those findings, which described a verbiage on Odoka's part that was deemed especially concerning coming from a workplace superior, contributed to what was an unlikely pathway to his reinstatement as the Celtics coach in 2023. The power dynamic associated with the superior's improper relationship with the staff member was the primary finding and policy violation cited in the independent law firm's report that was completed early last week. Um, all of that, there, it, it's concerning, but we don't have enough information, right? I think the information that we need to realize that, we're, that we received is how people have reacted within the Celtics organization to email. He was suspended for an entire year, and they don't give a crap that he's leaving. They seem the Celtics could fight this, you know, but they're going to let it happen. From what we can tell, that indicates should indicate to people that what happened is bad. And soy guys, part yeah, part four. You know, I like if you're a woman who works for the Nets right now, I would. Not that it's not be concerned necessarily is the right word. It's like you would really want to hear a lot of information from your superiors because you're bringing in a guy who has the cloud around him. Uh, that was there was an improper workplace relationship. Everyone said that it was consensual. That's what the initial reporting was that it was consensual, but that it something happened that was so bad that they were going to get rid of this bright young star of a coach, right? So bad. And they're just mm-hmm. going to let him go to a rival. So I would, again, we, I wanted Steve Nash gone. Yeah. I, I I think this team has been severely lacking a stable hand at coaching. They have not had an advantage at coaching since Kenny Atkinson left um, or was fired. Um, and even then, it wasn't like super superior. There was people had problems with Kenny Atkinson. But they haven't had an advantage at coaching in a while. Uh, Eme can give you that. But there's just like a lot of other stuff. And yeah. the speed of which which this is happening, the 90 minutes from firing Steve Nash to imminently hiring Udoka is um I mean what is it just it? leaves the organization open to a what massive is, amount of criticism. We're gonna I'm gonna sign us up for professional PR training, Mike, for this podcast because we we're gonna if this keeps going, I mean who's next? Who are we gonna hire next? <laughs> That's gonna be like who like it's just um, these these conversations are too delicate for us, us soy boys to really take on <laughs> at the rate that they're coming at us. It's too dicey. I don't like and again, like how much do I care? You know, I I'm sure Ema will have a press conference and he'll he'll say the right things and you know maybe we'll find out what it was and what happened and maybe we'll feel a little bit differently. And I'm willing to open myself up to like feeling differently in two weeks from now. I'm just saying in this moment, I doubt the Nets organization really knows everything that happened in Boston. The The speed with which this is happening is very concerning. The Nets just won last night. So I'm sure they knew that Steve Nash was going to be gone. Um, I'm happy that Steve Nash is gone, but I think this team, it, there's a lot happening. And we didn't even mention Ben Simmons has a knee injury that is continuing to keep him out of games. And I'm just going to say this. I know he got back surgery last season, so he really had a back injury. But this knee injury thing is like feeling very. Remember how the injury a little under, was under-reported, happening? sort of standard Nets operating procedure. Yeah. And like we're going to find out 
Ben Simmons is getting an evaluation. He'll be back in six weeks to a year. Yeah. Can like I, I can yeah. I speculate a little? I mean, I know that it's slightly Spec. hyperbolic. Um, and this is early returns, but, you know, and again, not to get cynical on this, like the Ben Simmons experiment was not great in the early going there. And, um, you know, last night's game to talk about that a little bit was yeah. um, was uh, you know, a market improvement. Right. There was, you know, it's a pretty night and day difference between him in the starting lineup and him not in the starting lineup. Um it's an interesting opportunity to have what I've, you know, I don't claim to be the only person that has this take, um, though I did think I came up with it in a vacuum. I, I think many people have had this thought, which is like, is it the worst thing to do the ramp of Ben Simmons and then the ramp ends at like you just kind of lead the second unit? Uh, if, if this could be sort of a, um, a, a tool by which to integrate him into a second unit more organically than just kind of like having it be a standard demotion. Um, because I do think that like his, his particular state play style is best suited for, you know, that, that like, you know, maybe kind of combining those, those other kind of, uh, personalities, uh, or not personalities players. Um, so maybe there's something there, but, um, and that's not to say that like, I want him to be injured cause that's not the case, but I think to having a minute, a, a breath to just be like, what's up with the Ben Simmons experiment is not the worst thing. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing. I just don't want this knee thing to turn. Like, I think it's been very rough on Simmons mentally. And I don't, I'm not inside his head, but like you can see on the court, he's questions everything he does on the offensive side of the floor pretty much. Besides, like, when he, he's really only decisive when he passed the ball to an open man. And you know what's funny? I went back and I watched Summer League of his rookie year. It's like the most different person I've ever, like, it's, it's two totally different people. Like, he is a, a changed person. Um, which it's just, which is sad and, and weird to, to kind of witness, but it's like, I do like, it's the, they are diametrically opposed kind of players. He's so free and willing to make mistakes and just like do crazy meme passes that, you know, more often than not work out. And it's like, God, I wish he could get back to that place. I don't know. You need some gnosis, honestly. Get that gnosis. Get we, the I need, gnosis. we need, we need gnosis, Mike. Um, yeah. To qu- quickly about the game, Nick Claxton was an, a monster and fuego. and fuego um that if we get that nick claxton like every day not that you would but that that was that was a defining performance yeah it's trending more in that direction than than not well I you think. hate him though mike you hate him you you declared mike that you don't want him on the don't game. don't twitter troll me okay don't you do um that. one last thing mm-hmm. uh firing versus mutually parting ways <laughs> nash reported it as i think he reported it as a firing or not Woj reported as a firing. Uh, Shams reported as mutual parting ways, and then Woj came back and said, "Actually, it's a mutual parting ways." Um, I don't really care. I did. We did talk about this on the Saturday show. Uh, it's funny. I feel like I should get credit for this too. I I said I think Nash yeah. may be leaving soon because that, the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns ownership. Group. Yeah, yeah, a Phoenix Suns ownership situation. I honestly guarantee that's why part of why this is happening yeah i think i mean it's a maybe a distinction of that, that much of a difference the firing versus parted ways because i my i imagine like steven Nash is like thank you you know <laughs> thank you for letting me go um that it didn't like they didn't he didn't come to them and be like we should you know mutually agree to separate that they fired him and he was like yes thank you you know it's kind of like the pen the kendrick perkins meme um he's kendrick perkins had a good tweet that was like uh kind of putting this sort of paradox into stark terms and it was like the nets you know quote you're fired 
and Steve Nash quote, I agree is like the sort of mutual agreement, which is like, is, <laughs> I think he meant it like more in jest as like, uh, he was definitely fired, but, um, I actually think that that's probably sort of how, <laughs> how it went. It's more closer to the truth than maybe he'd meant. I honestly, the thing that struck my head, I saw, um, a reporter for CBS sports tweet out an image of Steve Nash and Jacques Vaughn at practice yesterday talking to each other. And it made me think about the scene in Succession season one mm. when Tom is made head of Parks. Right. And he goes in the meeting with <laughs> the guy and he's like, I got to show you one yeah. thing. Right. And he just starts explaining the most, like, don't, you can look at it or you don't have to. Yeah. You know, like the, the most horrific stuff. Yeah. And that is Steve Nash to every coach. He'd be like, he like would be very calm about it, but he would be explaining. Yeah. That's <laughs> Here, so good. Here's like all the skeletons in the closet. And if you actually try to grapple with them, you know, anti-Semitism, you know, Hitler, uh, trade requests, all this stuff, uh, it may take you down too, yeah. which it did me. But hey, I'm going to retire with my golden parachute yeah. and move about my day. There you go. So good for Steve Nash. He's He's doing he, well. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Do you Mike, think he'll ever be a head coach again? I do not. I really don't think that that's he's. I think one more time. I think there's like like 15 years from now, there'll be one more time or something. I think randomly. All right. Bet you five bucks. Just, 15 years. Get a 15-year window. All right. Make it five Bitcoin and I'll do it. <laughs> How much is that worth? I don't. I haven't been checking. Five dollars now. <laughs> Got him. Suck on um, that Bitcoin. Mike, get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. At Soy Guys, no, yeah. at, B, at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, at Sally.com, The Athletics, subsidiary of the New York Times. Um, it, I will tell you this if you're going to get a subscription to The Athletic, wait till Black Friday. We usually have oh. a Black Friday deal. It's usually like amazing. It's like a yeah. dollar for a year or something crazy. Wait till then. We look out um, for people. And, and also, like, make that a gift. It's such an easy gift. A gift of journalism. Wow. Okay. Wow. A dying um, art, Mike. All right. We got to go. Love you guys. Brian, wait, stay here. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. The gift of journalism. All right. Bye, everybody.